Welcome to the Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart Podcast. Each week, we interview the best and brightest in physical therapy, wellness, and entrepreneurship. We give you cutting-edge information you need to live your best life, healthy, wealthy, and smart. The information in this podcast is for entertainment purposes only and should not be used as personalized medical advice. And now, here's your host, Dr. Karen Litzy. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. I am your host, Karen Litzy, and today's episode is brought to you by NetHealth. So when it comes to boosting your clinic's online visibility, reputation, and referrals, NetHealth's digital marketing solutions has the tools you need to beat the competition. They know you want your clinic to get found, chosen, and get those five-star reviews. Right now, if you sign up and complete a marketing audit to learn how digital marketing solutions can help your clinic win, they will buy lunch for your office. If you're already using NetHealth Private Practice EMR, be sure to ask about its new integration. Head over to nethealth.com forward slash L-I-T-Z-Y to sign up for your complimentary marketing audit today. Now on to today's episode, Dr. Jenna Cantor is back and uh, being the host with the most for this episode, and we are happy to welcome Leon Anderson III. He is a native of Cleveland, Ohio. He graduated from the Ohio State University's Fisher School of Business with a Bachelor of, of Science degree in Management Information Systems. His first job was a systems analyst, summer intern for his father's company, Centers for Rehabilitation. There he discovered a passion for patient care. Subsequently, he pursued a degree in physical therapy at the University of Connecticut. After graduating, he was selected for a two-year manual therapy residency program, earning a master's degree in orthopedic manual therapy from the Ola Grimsby Institute. Leon is president and CEO of Sports and Spine Physical Therapy, Uh, The company operates three clinics in the greater Cleveland area and one in Charlotte, North Carolina. He was inspired by his pioneering father, Leon Anderson Jr., who was considered a vanguard of the profession for over 40 years. SSPT's company culture and core values of providing high-quality rehabilitation services are a direct result of Leon's lifelong tutelage by his father. He is a charter member of the American Academy of Physical Therapy, He serves as a subject matter expert for the American Physical Therapy Association's Orthopedic Clinical Specialist Exam. He also serves as an on-site reviewer of the Commission on Accreditation in Physical Therapy Education. So today, they talk about AAPT, so the history of AAPT, um, networking opportunities, and how that branch of our profession, that organization within our profession, profession came about. So a big thank you to Leon and Jenna, and everyone enjoy today's episode. Hello, Jenna Cantor here with Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart. I am super excited and honored to be here with the Leon Anderson, who is a major leader in the physical therapy community. He is the president and CEO of Sports and Spine Physical Therapy and is also a chartered member of AA. PT, the American Academy of Physical Therapy. Thank you so much for agreeing to come on, Leon. You're welcome. It's good to be here. Thank you, Jennifer, for offering this opportunity. Oh my gosh. I, I'm just, and, and it's funny, right before we st- we came on, I learned that you were just in Barbados and you have a bunch of patients there and you were vacationing. That That's incredible. You are living a life. There's so many opportunities and you're living that right now. I love it. 
Absolutely. There are opportunities all across the world when it comes to physiotherapy. It's known as physiotherapy in most parts of the world but, and physical therapy here in the United States. But uh, just in the, uh, the islands, you know, there's just a, a huge, huge opportunity to bring the kind of things that we do here uh, to that particular population uh, because of the all, all the different technologies and the nuances and things that we have, you know, that we have here. So I was, uh, in addition to enjoying the, the beach and the sand, I was also enjoying giving our advice on how to become a more functional individual in uh, whatever island or whatever society or community uh, that you live in. I love that. Thank you. Uh, thank you for your service. Seriously, that's incredible. I love that. I wanted to bring you on today to actually talk about AAPT specifically, talk about the history, how it became to be and everything. Um, so I would love uh, to just start with your perspective specifically and how it came into your life. Well, I grew up uh, what you could say is occupational inheritance. My father was the 16th person in Ohio to be licensed as a physical therapist. He was a vanguard in our profession. He held many, many, um, uh, I guess, positions, you would say, locally, nationally, even internationally. He was one of the uh, first African-Americans to uh, be on the board of directors for the AAPT. In fact, uh, there is a... Um, a room at our headquarters in Alexandria that is the Black Heritage Room and it's named after uh, my father and one of his protégés who's also my mentor, uh, the late Dr. Linda Woodruff, who was just an amazing, amazing mentor, and my father, Leon Anderson Jr., hence, hence I am the third. But um, if you rewind uh, back to um, when AAP got started, AAPT got started, mainly uh, the, uh, the, the, PTs of color that were involved in the APTA just didn't feel that their needs were being met, you know, as it relates to our communities. And so there were a couple of different little um, groups uh, like um, Blacks Interested in Physical Therapy or, or CHARM. I can't remember right now exactly what the uh, CHARM acronym is. Maybe I'll think about that. Um, but there were different groups that they would meet at the um, APTA annual conferences. And at some point, I think it was um, 1989, it was 1989 in September in Chicago, uh, about 90 um, individuals met and I was actually uh, a student myself and also Donna, Donna um, it was Donna uh, Swindoll then, now it was Donna Greenhoward. Uh, we were both students at the time. And um, you know, these uh, individuals got together and they decided they wanted to do something that was gonna be specific for the African-American community and meet the needs of those um, uh, communities that are disadvantaged and, 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 and poor. And so that's where, you know, it was born out of. And we have so many, I mean, just a, a plethora of talented African-American PTs in academia, in private practice, in the hospital setting, and, you know, in uh, the military, just in all of the different, different settings and very accomplished very accomplished uh, ones also. I mean, it's just amazing. The the B.B. Clemens, the, um, I mean, the, the uh, Mary McLeods, the uh, Robert Babs, there's just so many, the, the, there's so many people who who contributed so much to this organization early on. And we've done just uh, uh, many, many, many um, things to, to help, you know, students and then help our community. So that's, you know, and, and I hate to babble on, but that is 
you know, kind of how we were born, born out of a need that just needs that just weren't being met by the uh, the, lar- the at-large organization, the APTA. Ah, oh, my gosh. Uh, this is a nerdy question. Okay, the meeting was in Chicago. Was it over pizza? You know? <laughs> Believe it or not. See, so once again, we have such an accomplished uh, uh, set of founders. It was at like a, um, a Hilton or a Sheraton, a Sheraton hotel where we, where we all met. And, you know, they used Robert's Rules of Orders. It was extremely, extremely uh, organized. But remember, for years prior, there were these little interest groups that would meet over pizza and over coffee and over tea and, you know, different things for many years at the different um, organizational meetings, whether it be the annual meeting or the uh, combined section or, or what have you. So at that meeting, we actually, they actually established, you know, uh, a, a skeleton of what our current bylaws are for the APT right now. So it was a very, very, very uh, industrial meeting and productive meeting over that weekend back in September, 1989. Wow, that is so cool. I love it really was from the ground. Uh, uh, what is that? It just organically, it happened so organically and it was a major need and it just grew. I love that. That is so cool. And you're a legacy. Oh, you probably carry that with so much pride. I love that. Um, for you with getting involved. So your dad's involved. Did you feel pressure at the beginning? Like how did that happen? Cause you, your dad is just so prestigious and is uh, doing so many things for the profession. Uh, how was that for you? Well, believe it or not, my first degree is actually in computer science. I have a computer science degree from the Ohio State University. And um, what, I, what, I, what I found was that by my junior year, I was doing some statistical analysis for my father during the summertime, during my summer off. And uh, I was at a, um, a facility for the mentally and physically challenged and um, while I was, you know, doing fixing the computers and trying to network the computers and things, I also was a transportation aide, and I would transfer the patients from their cottages to the main uh, physical therapy center. And I found that I fell in love with patient care. Although I'm the nerdy um, mathematical computer guy and logical guy in my head, uh, I found it to be extremely satisfaction. Oh, I, I found a lot of satisfaction, I should say, in interacting with, with these patients. And uh, that's when I fell in love with physical therapy my junior year when I was at Ohio State. So I decided I wasn't going to just throw those three years away. I went ahead and finished out my, my, uh, my, my uh, career there at Ohio State. And luckily, because my parents said they were not going to pay for a second uh, education, I had to do it on my own. Luckily, I got a, a, uh, a scholarship, an academic and leadership scholarship, because I, while I, at Ohio State, I was on a... Um, uh, a board of this organization, Students Together Against Apartheid. And I was a peer counselor and I won the Black Leadership Award my senior year. So with those, along with my GPA, I was eligible for a scholarship. And I ended up at University of Connecticut, you know, on scholarships. So that worked out great. I wouldn't say that I felt pressure. So my father just wanted me, always wanted me to do whatever I was, was, was good at and, and to be happy. And to whatever I did, he wanted me to be the best at, at what I did and to strive for excellence. But once again, I fell in love with patient care that that uh, that summer in 19, I think it was 1985. And uh, I really haven't looked back. I want to get into the mission statement of AAPT. I'm going to read them in sections because so that way it can be discussed each part uh, in more depth. Although I think it's quite 
quite easy to interpret. So the mission statement is the American Academy of Physical Therapy is a non-for-profit organization whose mission is to provide relief to poor and disadvantaged African-Americans and other minorities by, and let's talk about this first one, promoting and new innovative programs in health promotion, health delivery systems, and disease prevention. Would you mind just talking more on the importance of that? Well, we just have so many different talented individuals who are in all these different aspects, whether it be neuro, whether it be um, uh, um, uh, neuro, neurotherapy, whether it be uh, sports and med, sports med, med, whether it be um, dealing with uh, um, childhood obesity. Bottom line is, I think it was back in, in uh, 2010 with the Department of Human Services, um, Office of Minority Health, and uh, health disparities came out with all of their initiatives and we, we partnered with them. And I think it was um, maybe a 20 or $30,000 uh, grant. I'm not, I'm not sure uh, right now, but the, bo the bottom line is, is we, we partnered with them because we wanted to really make an impact in our community as it relates to the healthcare disparities. So whether it's talking about um, diabetes or having different hypertension and um, uh, different organizational, um, what, do, what do you call them, uh, uh, community health fairs or programs. We even had a program with the Patterson Foundation that they supported for childhood obesity. Our goal is for our individual members in their communities to uh, make an impact and uh, partner with the uh, organization at large and use us you know, to help them make the impact in, in their community using our resources and our, net, our network. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny us talking right now. Everything you're saying is great. My husband's musical theater and he's singing full out in the background <laughs> right now. So I just want to acknowledge it is what it is. Love him. And you know what? Life is a musical. Isn't that great? Next, <laughs> uh, encouraging minority students to pursue careers in allied health professions. Ooh, can you talk about the need there? And on that note, we'll take a quick break to hear from our sponsor and be right back. When it comes to boosting your clinic's online visibility, reputation, and increasing referrals, NetHealth's digital marketing solutions has the tools you need to beat the competition. They know you want your clinic to get found, get chosen, and definitely get those five-star reviews on Google. NetHealth has a fun new offer. If you sign up and complete a marketing audit to learn how digital marketing solutions can help your clinic win, they will buy lunch for your office. If you're already using NetHealth Private Practice EMR, be sure to ask about its new integration. Head over to nethealth.com forward slash L-I-T-Z-Y to sign up for your complimentary marketing audit. That was a huge need there. I think that we are still uh, less than 3% of the profession. And the goal is to really expose the uh, minority students to the profession as early as we can. So whether that means our different um, individuals, whether we're at one of our conferences, when we do some of the community outreach, or just someone in their own community that's exposing uh, individuals by going to uh, health fairs, going to speak at the local um, professional uh, and career days. We've had so many um, uh, opportunities. In fact, my wife and I, in conjunction with the American Academy of Physical Therapy, we um, ran a program called the Let's Talk About program that did just that. It really exposed the kids to different professions and to 
to improving their life skills and to becoming excellent and just empowering them to awaken the genius within them. And uh, once again, that was one of those organizations that partnered with the APTA and used the 501c3 until we got our own 501c3, but then continued to partner with them because the goal is if you can expose uh, a child and broaden their horizons, it just gives them more options uh, on, on what they on what they can do and what they can be when they get older. And it makes it makes you know perfect sense that if you can see yourself doing something, then uh, or someone like you doing something. It, it, it increases the possibility that you have in your own mind that you can actually do it yourself. So when you look at Barack Obama, you have, you, we have no idea how many you know, kids right now can think to themselves that, wow, Barack Obama was president, I can be president. Or um, uh, Rob Tillman or Leon Anderson is uh, you know, high in an organization doing things to help our community. I can do that same thing. I can make that particular impact. We've also had- um, Visual many- affirmations, literally. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. We've also had um, uh, many um, educational opportunities to help with our students, which making sure that once you get into PT school, that you pass the um, exams. We we used to hold many of the exam prep courts of the exam prep um, uh, organizations and courses uh, around around the country. That's great. Yeah, it's all there's so much opportunity in this. It's a big one. It's a big one. And I know this speaks to any uh, any anybody like who is a, a, a black or in a minority. This speaks to you right away. Absolutely. And if you are wondering, abs- yes, definitely reach out to AAPT. This is this is part of their mission. Next uh, and finally is performing clinical research directly related to health conditions found within minority communities. So same thing as, as, as before, we encourage our, 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 um, our um, members and our constituents and our stakeholders you know, to engage with the professional organizations and do their poster uh, research and um, you know, to really see you know, what it is that our community needs. Because mo- most of the research that's done is just is, is or has been done historically has been on the typical, you know, American, which may be a five, seven, you know, uh, 40 year old white male. So the key is we really want to make sure that we get data that uh, uh, lets us know, you know, what is the optimal amount of vitamin D for a African-American living in the, you know, the Bible belt, you know, that has this particular type of, um, of, of, uh, exercise level of their, this particular uh, type of diet, you know. So over the years, we've had many of those um, posters at the different organizations, uh, annual conferences. And also um, uh, in Chicago, um, Diane uh, Adams-Alsbury and Bernard Alsbury, who's, who's actually a mayor now, uh, they, uh, in conjunction with the APT, had a phenomenal, it was a, a kid's fitness a health club, an actual health club, and they were able to to uh, glean data on the health of our community as it relates to our kids and how they interact with an actual uh, exercise routine and a um, a place to go that's safe and also informative and getting them to where they need to be. It was just it was just phenomenal. It was it was a phenomenal um, um, organization and a phenomenal. 
healthy place to go. (laughs) I'm so grateful you have this research as part of your mission. I teach people how to treat dancers, PTs, PTAs. And we had a group discussion one night where we, we, I pulled research and tried to find research on dancers, black dancers, my, you know, uh, where's that research, black female dancers. And there was there was one and it had clear bias, uh, but it did show a little bit that there needed to be a lot more investigation. And, uh, and then it just, it was like crickets. It was crickets when I was searching on PubMed, trying to find studies specifically on minority bodies with that purpose for comparative data. And we didn't have, and in the little time I did to gather, we started talking about vitamin D, like you just mentioned, uh, not from me knowing to bring it up, but from another black physical therapist in the room and other other black PTs in the room. Honestly, that became a topic. Um, uh, And it wasn't from research. It was, it was just from uh, personal experiences. And uh, it's just, yeah, we need, we need this information to do better for humans like yeah. so badly. <laughs> you know what? It's funny that you say that, Jenna, because one of my protégés, it's, it's, it's interesting because in, in when you talk about the academy, one of the, one of the things that I think we're really, really uh, famous for is it's an, it's an un, um, uh, it's been unofficial for many, many years, but we have a navigation program that helps not only students get into the profession and get into school and stay in school. And then in addition to that, pass the exam. Once you get into the, to the uh, profession, then how do you even navigate the, the profession? So when you mentioned the dancers, I immediately thought of one of my previous um, employee, my employees, my, one of my previous students, her name is Shade. I know I'm messing up her last name. Uh, I think she's married now. So I, I, I'm really messing up her maiden name, but it's Ojo Fatimi, I, I believe. Anyway, she is the, um, uh, she is definitely the she's the the top physical therapist for the Al Navy dance troupe. And I think she might even be the medical director right now. I'm not 100 sure about about if she's actually the medical director. But I know that that they really lean on her big big time. But she's somebody who you know absolutely should be should be out front, not only giving you the information that you might need for your Google you know search, but once again she's there uh, to let that young uh, girl or guy you know, who's interested in dance know that you, you know, not only, not only can you be involved in the performance arts as a dancer, but also as a medical or healthcare uh, professional. Our navigation program, so, so I think that she was a patient, of, I mean, a, a um, student of mine at least 12 years ago, but our communication has never waned. We even talked as recently as last month about uh, her career where her career is going, and then also getting other younger physical therapists in other parts of the country hooked up with her because as when, when they travel, they need to use local services, local physical therapy services, and whether that means you know uh, a, a practice that they can come into uh, while they're in that city, or if there is a opportunity for an intern um, in a particular city where they are to come and, and spend some time with them. So our navigation program is so wide and it's so varied. When you look at just my career alone, I had my father, I had Dr. Linda Woodruff, I had Rob Tillman, I had Robert Babs, I had at least 10 or 15 close uh, um, mentors, role models, uh, advisors who could help me navigate where it is that I wanted to be, whether it's, um, whether we're on, on Capitol Hill, 
uh, doing some lobbying for uh, physical therapy codes, whether I'm um, uh, dealing with Ohio State University and their football team, or, or whether we're, we're talking about um, trying to have Howard University accredited. Because I, I remember I met with the president of Howard University because I was on the um, Commission for Accreditation for Physical Therapy Education. And I was there for uh, an accredit accrediting uh, um, visit. And now one of the people who's come in under our navigation, uh, Vanessa LeBlanc, she is uh, now um, uh, a CAPTI reviewer. So the, the reach is so wide and so long that uh, you know, uh, just being being um, associated with this network affords you such a wide array of opportunities and possibilities. Absolutely, I'm just more in this navigation program. People might be perked up, going, "What is this? What is this?" So I'm going to use uh, some uh, outsider terms on this. So yes, this is a mentorship program, but it's different. And it's really about when you connect with AAPT and correct me um, where I'm mi mixing it up or saying it wrong. So when you connect with AAPT, anyone at AAPT is they have a very large network of people with different expertise and you get forwarded to the right person. It's not just within um, the uh, the heads of the organization because I mean everybody's doing this volunteer wise so not they can't, they can't all take on everyone but then from there you go through this huge web imagine like Charlotte's beautiful most beautiful web that's extremely expanded and connect you to all the multiple people that would advise you and take you through uh, your journey to really accomplish a lot it's very cool and 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 naturally expanding like you just said with your your student how you're now connecting her with students you know or people who could use her help i think it's a very very cool thing that aapt has going on did i explain that correctly i think so i think you did a good a good summary job because it's it's not a an in stone program what it is is right right exactly the way the way you the way you explained it was very 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 good Awesome. Oh, yes. Score. <laughs> this AAPT has um, has been around since 1989, as Leon was saying, and is an organization either to if you want to get involved, please reach out to them. Um, volunteers are always welcome. There's plenty of opportunity, as you can hear from the mission statement. Uh, and um yeah, anything else you want to add on AAPT, a topic that I have potentially looked over? Because this is a big organ. This organization is a big deal, and I don't want to miss anything. Well, no, I think you hit on on the the major things. I would say go to the website. If you have questions, then um, you know um, go ahead and uh, submit them through the uh, through the website. Uh, it's just a um, an organization that I think is 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 just very much relevant and needed to make sure that our community continues to, to be relevant and uh, get what get what it needs to, to keep us moving forward and moving in, in the right direction because we're all connected and we all need one, one another at some point. You never know when you're gonna need need someone. Uh, I remember um, there was a, um, a member that was, I would say he would come to the, org, to the um, meetings maybe every other year or something like that. I'll, I'll, I'll leave him nameless. But um, one year he came, and he was actually being attacked by the state board for a reason that was not necessarily his fault, but because we had so many um, 
members that were involved in academia and also involved in the state boards that we were able to help them out. But once again, you don't know what you need a lot of times until you need it. So just to be involved, I would say, you know, it, be involved in your, uh, in, in all the, the um, associations that, that you can, that, that are professional associations, because you can glean information from, from, from everyone. Just because you're a member of AAPT doesn't mean you should not be a member of APTA or any other healthcare or allied health organization that you think you're a possible stakeholder in. So, um, yeah, I, th I think that it just it really makes sense to stay connected to the professional organizations because you won't know what hits you until it hits you. So what you want to do is stay ahead of the paddle. That's one of the terms that that we use in our business. There's always a paddle coming after us at every at, you know at every every point, whether it's legislation or COVID. It doesn't matter what it is. So the key is to be as prepared as you possibly can for each paddles that come, and if you can somehow anticipate what a paddle you know, might be before it comes. And by doing that, you can be up on the current legislation, you can be up on the current trends in the profession, become up on you know, the current um, uh, pitfalls. You know? uh, and then you're much more likely to be a successful individual and happy with your professional. Oh. I love it. Thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate it. And, and definitely to get connected with anyone APT, like you said, check, go to that website. Thank you so much for coming on. We absolutely appreciate you. Take care, everyone. And a big thank you to Jenna and Leon for a wonderful episode. And of course, thank you to our sponsor, NetHealth. So again, if you are looking to get your clinic found online, increase your reputation and your referrals, then NetHealth's Digital Marketing Solutions has the tools you need to beat the competition, get found, get chosen, get those five-star reviews. If you sign up now for a free marketing audit, Digital Marketing Solutions from NetHealth will buy lunch for your office. Head over to nethealth.com forward slash L-I-T-Z-Y to sign up for your complimentary marketing audit today. Thank you for listening and please subscribe to the podcast at podcast.healthywealthysmart.com. And don't forget to follow us on social media.